And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 223 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and we're coming at you from Chicago, Illinois, where it is sloppy, slushy, wet, and slippery outside. So everybody be careful out there if you're in Chicago. Yeah, this is the first real kind of sloppy day that we've had. This uh, We've got about you know, four or five inches of slush out there. It's just, ugh. yeah, <laughs> it's a good night to stay inside and record a show. That's what I have to say. All right, so before we get started, I have to do a real quick shout out to the newest member of the Radio Free Asgard Facebook group. That is James Bobbitt. So hello, James, and I uh, don't know much about you, James, uh, other than he lives in Florida and uh, he uh, is a Jedi, apparently. So anyway, and another uh, quick, real quick shout out, not that he listens to the show or anything, but today as I record, I didn't, you, know, you guys know I usually record on Monday. That's usually the day I sit down and actually do the show. Today is Stan Lee's birthday, 93 years old. So uh, on the off chance that Stan is listening to the show, very happy birthday to Mr. Stan Lee. Hope everybody had a really good Christmas holiday. Uh, We actually, you know, obviously we had a three-day weekend this week. And add to the fact that I had a half day of work on Thursday, it means I've had basically, it's almost like four days off. So I definitely had uh, a little bit of rest this weekend. And of course, we have another short week coming up because of New Year's. So yeah, another half day on Thursday and another three-day weekend right in a row. And that's, yeah, yeah, hopefully get ahead on things. I'm kind of caught up on things. You know how that goes when you get a few days off and you don't have a lot going on. And, and I did get caught up on things, including sleep, which I really badly needed. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just rambling on and on. As we uh, continue on, we have an issue of Ragnarok to cover. So let's just move ahead with our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard Where the booming heavens roar You'll behold in breathless wonder The God of thunder, mighty Thor And as promised, we are looking at Ragnarok number three today. It was released in the summer of 2015. Cover art is by Walt Simonson. Shows a uh, monster troll-looking thing, and it's uh, approaching what looks like Thor. We don't see all of Thor. We just see his hammer being held in one hand, and the monster has this kind of spiky club and is uh, approaching him. And, of course, we have the credits. Uh, Walt Simonson was the writer, the artist, inker. Uh, Colors are by Laura Martin. And letters are by John Workman. This is published by IDW, by the way, which I think I have mentioned before. All right, so just to get us caught up, remember we had the assassin Brynja, Dark Elf. She goes and collects a bunch of people, goes to the uh, 
big huge temple where the dead Thor is and they accidentally wake him up and he kills everybody and then at the very end of the issue in episode two or issue two he destroys the entire temple and this is exactly where we pick up at the beginning of issue number three and the splash page shows a giant explosion, a big globe of lightning and rock just exploding and flying apart. And the uh, looks like the, the castle that's being blown up here, which is this absolutely enormous Viking hall sort of thing, is in the middle of these uh, this area of floating little islands. It, it reminds me a little bit of uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, worlds in uh, World of Warcraft, actually, where we have a whole bunch of the like little pointy bottomed like almost like stalactites except they're not attached to anything that's that's what they look like anyway and we get a little bit blurb here and it was said ever after that if one stood at the edge of the world and listened carefully one could still hear the echo of the thunder as cliff borg was destroyed and this quote apparently coming from something crawled the chronicle of the land and we then get a double-page spread of a big crater. And the crater holds the remains of this building, which is like kind of all fallen down. And there's a big empty space in the middle, like a big clearing. And we can see stretching off into uh, the distance are just more of these sort of stalactite island things. And the title of the story is called The Forest of the Dead. We get a close-up of uh, Thor's eyes and he says, I need a drink. And then I'm for Asgard once more. And he's looking around. He says, Odd, it is dusk. And yet I sense neither waning light nor waxing dark. Ah. And he hears, uh, I guess, dripping water. Tick, thick, thick, thick. And he sees his reflection in uh, a pool of water. And he's like, Hook! <laughs> and so he realizes his, um, <laughs> his face doesn't look so good. And uh, he takes his, his uh, gauntleted hands and he scoops up uh, water from, from the ground. And he's thinking to himself, when I get home, I'm going to get so drunk. And he drinks of it. And then he notices that the water in his hand is shimmering and sort of rainbow globes uh, in, in his hand. And he's got a, a thought balloon, I guess. He's, he's thinking, bits of Bivrost here. Is the rainbow bridge broken? And the sky is still the color of dusk. The light remains unchanged. And he, you know, there's still a few of these little rainbow bits kind of floating around him. As if this realm endures perpetual twilight. Am I in some remote corner of hell? One of the thirsty dead? A wandering Draugr? And he decides to shout out, Odin! Hear your son! Answer me! And where his uh, bottom jaw is, would normally be, we see like, a, it's almost like Kirby Crackle. It's, it looks like some sort of an energy crackle, which is, I guess is how he can talk. And get a, uh, a divided page here, three panel page. In the background, we see the heads of, of various other gods and, and he's uh, calling out to them. Balder, my brother, Tyr, my brother in arms, Fry, Frigga, Eden, Sif. Beloved, Magni, Modi, Thrud, children, answer your father. And he doesn't get any answer, and he just has this sort of uh, electrical shimmer around him. I'm not sure if that's 
like a lightning shimmer or just the the rain falling on him and, and splashing off? And he's not getting any answer from, from any of the people he called out to. And finally he says, enough. And the rain seems to stop. And then he calls out, Ratatosk. And the squirrel shows up. Yeah, the squirrel from last issue. Remember, I, I said he was probably Ratatosk, and I guess he is. And the squirrel appears. He's like, what? Why are you not off running up and down the world tree? Yggdrasil fall. What? Has the world gone mad? Am I, am I dead? Alive, dead, ask Hella. Animate, I kept you with apple nectar. Odin's charge to me. Look awful, but my work done. Jewel shatter, you wake. Odin's charge to you. What of my father? Where are the gods? Dead, long time. How? In battle. Great enemies live, all but Gorm. Tear kill him as he die. Tear one hand strong. Where is Asgard? asks Lor. Broken, many, many leagues far. Dverg gates help. Check saddlebags. Ratatosk, makes sense. Thor, same. Anger first. No thank, little Ratatosk. Ratatosk, shouts Thor, and he, you can see he's getting angry and there's a little lightning coming off his hammer. Hammer second. Ratatosk gone. And the Thor gets angry. He's like, Ratatosk! And he hurls Mjolnir after Ratatosk and smashes a big rock. And uh, Ratatosk manages to uh, dodge it. Thor, welcome. Bye! And Ratatosk is gone. And uh, leaving Thor there to kind of stew in his own juices, as it were. And then we shift scenes to uh, a far away place. And we are actually in the home of... The, uh, the Dark Elves, once again, and actually in the home of Braunia. And we see uh, little Dripa, and she's sitting and holding a, a sword or axe or something on her shoulder. And her father comes in, and he looks like he's wearing boxer shorts. <laughs> and uh, he goes, Snowflake, your mother's first blade, Dripa. She's gone, isn't she? Come. And we see that, uh, yeah, Drifa is sitting here crying. And so Drifa has this gift. Uh, obviously, she knows what's going on. She's got some sort of clairvoyance. And we see uh, her father pick her up, and they get on the back of one of these uh, dragon horse fangy things, and they go riding off. And the father says, we will follow her path and find her if we have to ride to the ends of the Duskland itself. And then we shift back to Thor, and he's just standing there with his hammer in his hand. And he's thinking to himself, Ratatosk is right. Henceforth, I would do better to guard my temper more carefully. He might have told me more. Everything is a puzzle. The twilight does not change. My calls go unanswered, and I am tired. Asgard is lost to me. I cannot feel it at all. But Mimer's well, the well of knowledge... If it still flows, I shall find it and drink whatever the cost. And then I will know the shape of the past, the shadows of the future. And he talks to his hammer out loud. Speak, Mjolnir, point the way to Mimir's well. And he takes the hammer and he flips it up and, and twirls it in the air and lets it go land on the ground with a thunk. And presumably Mjolnir is going to be pointing the way to wherever Mimir's well is. And uh, he's interrupted by this hissing noises. And so he goes, hiss, hiss, wee, 
And it turns out that it's uh, two of the mounts of the of the mercenaries. So we have the the water horse. I guess that's what it, what they call the thing that Brynja was riding with the the sharp teeth and all that. It says and a small drecky. I guess that's the, that's the sort of toad thing that the uh, trolls ride. They appear to have eaten the rest of the assassins' mounts. Thor's thinking and are now intent on devouring each other. Let us hope only one of them succeeds. I could use a mount. And the two of the mounts are fighting, and you see the water horse, and it bites the back of the Drekki's neck, and this like, almost severs its head, and just goes on eating it. Pretty clear winner here of that fight. And Thor comes up and he says, at least you won't need feeding anytime soon. And Thor approaches the, uh, the water horse slowly, and he's like, steady, steady. And the thing snorts at him. And Thor says, feel my touch, lady. I am your friend. And he reaches out and pats it on the nose. And then I guess it realizes that he's uh, a friend and, and lets him approach. We then shift to some time later and he has mounted the water horse and has ridden off and left the ruins of Cliffborg behind him. And he approaches a forest and uh, it's a uh, looks like everything is is dead or yeah there's no leaves on the trees or anything but there's all these tall skinny trees in the background we have some mountains and it looks very very norse and, and very scandinavian and um he enters the forest and he's thinking to himself our way leads through the forest and it would seem too wide to skirt the stench of death is everywhere men women children and we see that all these people are hanging from trees nearby. So there, there's all these you know, corpses just hanging there. And he's thinking, I wonder who. And then a voice comes out. He carries no tribute, my liege. Kill him. And we see a, a gang of, it looks like zombies. And they're surrounding a human. A human of some description. I don't know if he's an elf or dwarf or what. Mercy, Drange. I'm only a poor wood gatherer. I have no weapons. No weapons, no money. Steal wood from my forest, fool. Kill him. And one of the zombie warriors is with him. He's got like a big cut out of his head, so you know he's not alive. He uh, lifts like a looks like a wrench above his head and goes ha 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 ha, and is gonna do uh, kill him. And all of a sudden, his head is destroyed by Mjolnir, who uh, just kind of smashes it with a patok. And Thor's voice comes out, stay your weapons. And one of the zombies is like, another beggar. Armed. Alone. With a mount. And they start to try to surround him, kind of spreading out. And the, uh, the, 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 chief, and the chief zombie is like, you, you no beggar, no jaw. You dead who walk, draugr like me. Why you save mortal? Force of habit, I suppose, says Thor. You mock me, but none walk here without my permission, draugr or no. Obey me or hang. That's something to look forward to, says Thor. So you're not bandits? Bandits? I drank cruel forest of the dead, everything mine. The one I killed, his accent from Nastrond, the corpse shores of hell. Are your companions, Nar, oathbreakers and murderers out of the underworld? Has hell cracked open to vomit forth the damned of the gods? God's dust. We spit on them. The dead rule now. 
Search him. The horse, too. Uh, Thor tells the horse, stand still, lady. You would have done better to killed me before speaking thus, says Thor. And one of the zombies has found the saddlebags. He's like, strange, gold, saddlebag full. Gold, ah, you are a bandit. Thought to hide it. No, buy freedom now. Hang instead. And one of the zombies is like, ha, 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 I take hammer. And all the other zombies are laughing at Thor. And he's like, give. And uh, Thor's like, if you insist. And he tosses the hammer and it just um, lands on, on the zombie's foot and just crushes it with a thunk. And he says, have you already forgotten what happened to the last Nair who laughed? And uh, you know, the, obviously Mjolnir is just pinned down his foot and he can't move it. And he's like, Arr! and the zombies are all drawing their weapons. And there's a bunch of them with bows and they shoot arrows at him with thip, 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 thip. And Thor moves fast enough that he's able to grab all the arrows out of the air and just gather them up in his hands and then crushes them all at once with a snapped. And Thor says, your impiety offends me deeply. Mjolnir! And he calls Mjolnir to his hand. It goes back. And then he uh, explodes out in anger. The crack-a-cack-a-coom! And he's swinging Mjolnir around. There's a big globe of lightning. And it seems to be just burning down all the zombies just with, with one blow. And they don't seem to stand much of a chance against Thor here. Thor finally approaches uh, Drink, who's laying on the ground. And they're all like dead or getting ready to die. You and your Nair, Dring, will find that when I slay the dead, they stay slain. Who, who are you, says Dring. I am the Storm, returned from the grave. We then shift scenes uh, to, uh, it looks like a village some distance away, and it looks like there's actually living people here. It's not all zombies here. And uh, a man running towards the, the gates of the town is like, the gates, open the gates. Close them behind me. There's a... They uh, get pushed away by the guard. And the, the guard's like, you carry no wood. You were to bring fuel. And the, the human is like, drink and his nair caught me. And yet you still alive? No wood? A mounted draugr saved me. He killed a nair. Nobody kills nair. Oathbreaker's already dead. And no draugr ride. Die, liar. Maybe you become nair too. I swear it's true. Look. And he points and uh, the uh, guard turns around. He sees Thor riding in on the water horse. And Thor says, That man is under my protection, as are all mortals. Troll, release him. Uh, so this guy, the guard, is a troll, obviously. Fool, this village mine. All here live and die at my command. And some of the people are commenting on uh, you know, uh, dead Thor here. It's the Draugr, Javak. Come to kill us. Save us. Dimwit, says the troll. Smell his blood. This no Draugr. He living. And Thor says, You have no idea how pleased I am to hear you say that. And he, uh, <laughs> he gets off the horse at this point and looks like the uh, troll is approaching on him like on the cover, getting ready to smash him with a club. And the troll says, what matter? You dead man now. No wood. We burn you for fuel. And then we have the to be continued blurbs. And that is Ragnarok number three.
And of course, we have comments about it after this message. My name is Grundy, born on a Monday. The following recording was taken from an NSA wiretap of a back to the men's taping. No names have been changed. Everyone is guilty. Do I need to mine, or am I good where I'm at? Well, now you do. <laughs> if I have to mine, you have to yours. You might want to yours only if you do have it set to automatically because you don't want it to automatically because the thing never works right. Because what will happen is it will be used to you at a particular time, and then if you go out of that, it scrambles to a and it doesn't fast enough. So it's better to just set it up. Oh, okay. It really doesn't work well. So I checked. Right. Uh, I checked my. Uh, mm-hmm. What's it called? My. Okay. It definitely built build me for the hotel for all three of us. Join back to the bins every week for goodness. Solomon Grundy hate voiceovers. And we're back. And yes, uh, another issue here of Ragnarok. And we, of course, have a few comments. First of all, it's so hard to get used to this decompressed storytelling. I have to say, you know, after reading the. Uh, Bronze Age Thors for for several weeks and so much going on in those issues. It's really hard to get used to these modern stories where not a lot is going on. And here again, we have a lot of it is taken up by, you know, double page spread or single page spread. And of course, the showcase here is the beautiful art and the artwork, of course, is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I particularly like the scenes in the forest I mean, you actually, you don't have a, a ton of backgrounds. I will say that, that Simonson is, he's drawing lots of figures and keeping the backgrounds to a minimum. But that's okay. I mean, it, you know, as long as what's going on in the foreground is interesting, I don't really care about what's going on in the background. But, of course, nobody draws action like Simonson. You have this fight between the uh, the Draugr and, and Thor. And you can see that, like, the zombies being scattered everywhere and... I, I love this, uh, you know, this, the whole look and how different this is from anything we've seen Thor d- you know, doing in, in his own book, you know, the Marvel book, even when Simonson was drawing him. And this is obviously a very different character than the Marvel Thor. And I like the fact that they're not, they're not even really trying to hide that. You know, that they're, they're not capitalizing, I guess, on the Marvel Thor's reputation to sell this book. I mean, this is all being sold on the merits of, of the story. I like the character of Ratatosk. I like the way that, that Simonson is treating him. He looks almost like a real squirrel. Well, sometimes he looks a bit rabbitish, but, you know, squirrels do. And uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's not the last we see of Ratatosk. Uh, like uh, Thor said, he can get a lot more information from Ratatosk. So at least some of Asgard is still around, even if it's, you know, fallen and broken and all the gods are dead. Maybe Thor's the last, and maybe he isn't. I mean, it's just one of those things that we'll just have to find out. Obviously, you know the um, you know the dark elves are still here. They're still humans. They're still you know. So maybe not all is lost, and and as we read on, maybe we'll find more and more stuff that's not actually gone. Uh, interesting how. Uh, you know the squirrel kept Thor alive with with uh, like apple juice, basically. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that he just let the bottom jaw drop off. <laughs> so Ratatosk kept him alive, but he didn't do a great job of uh, 
keep, keeping his face in one piece. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, there's really not a whole lot else that I can say about the issue. Once again, a, a really stunning art job here from Simonson. Colors look really nice. There's a lot of uh, very moody sort of colors. This is a very muddy palette. It would be really easy to make this really just kind of murk. But, you know, there's, of course, even on the pages where it's mostly gray, you still have some browns and some greens and some blues. And the coloring is not garish at all. It's very, very subtle at times. And really, really am enjoying this, uh, this series. All right. And with that, we're about done for this week. Once again, it's a short show because we have a short issue. But, uh, you know, really appreciate you folks listening in and hope you'll you know, continue to join us. And, of course, if you want to contact us, uh, give us your two cents, feel free to do so. The address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. If you want to email us, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, yeah, uh, any number of other places. And uh, hope to hear from you. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, what's left of it anyway. Back to a very slushy Chicago in Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.